Alright everybody, welcome to episode number 114 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I am your host Bill, and with me as always is my co-host Chris. Now Chris, I am very excited about tonight's episode because for the first time in BTC history, we are headed to the great state of New Mexico. More specifically, bud, we're headed to your hometown of Taos, New Mexico, to discuss a very bizarre auditory phenomenon that has been wreaking havoc on the good people of Taos for over three decades. My good people, tonight we are taking on the mystery of the Taos hum. Now, I'm sure many people out in podcast land are probably saying to themselves, what the hell is the Taos hum? Much like I was just a few days ago. But uh, allow me to elaborate. The Taos hum is just as the name implies. It is a low frequency humming and or droning sound. And get this, this phenomenon is not exclusive to the Taos, New Mexico area. Oh, no, no, no. There have been various reports of this annoying droning sound taking place all around the world. Now, with all that said, let me give you a quick definition here. The hum, as it's referred to, is basically just a name given to condense the widespread reports that people are having of this persistent and invasive low-frequency humming. Some describe it as a rumbling or a droning noise. I've actually heard people compare the sound of the hum to a diesel engine or that of a generator that's constantly running in the background. As you can imagine, this must be a very annoying problem to deal with. But unfortunately, it's much more than just an annoyance. Because as we come to find out, Chris, the issues caused by the aforementioned hum are much more serious. And they include headaches, nausea, irritability, and get this. They've even attributed one suicide to the Taos hum. So, like I said, man, this is a much more serious issue than it initially appears to be. So, as you can see, this hum has been having tremendous adverse effects on those that can hear it. And I say those that can hear it because we find out that only 2% of the population in Taos are capable of hearing this hum. So, keep that in mind as we move forward on tonight's case. So, Chris, I don't know about you, but I would pack my bags up immediately and split town if I had to listen to that goddamn sound all day. Oh, absolutely. There is nothing worse than some low, persistent sound, especially one that nobody knows where the fuck it's coming from, either. Yeah, man, it's absolutely brutal. And I personally suffer from tinnitus, so I know the effects that a persistent auditory sound can have on uh, your your mental state. You know, it's absolutely awful. So I feel for these people. And believe it or not, tinnitus is one of the explanations that scientists feel that these people could be experiencing. Call me crazy, but I think this goes a little deeper than just a case of tinnitus, especially due to the amount of people that are experiencing the hum. So Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about Taos and how this hum came to be a worldwide phenomenon. Little buddy, what you got for us? The uh, town is located at approximately 7,000 feet 
above sea level. The population currently is approximately around 6,500 people. In uh, 1990, it was around 4,000 people. We did mention that about 2% of that population were the ones that were actually hearing this interesting uh, humming sound. So Chris, I know that 2% of the population does not sound like a substantial amount, but you know, like you just said, in the 1990s, this place had roughly 4,000 people. So 2% of 4,000 is, you know, about 80 to 90 people. And that's nothing to shake a stick at. No, I, I think that's enough people to certainly disprove the, the possibility of being tinnitus. I mean, that's, that's a little too many. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And especially due to these facts, let me lay a few of these on you, Chris. Apparently, the people that are hearing the hum or claiming to hear the hum have these similarities in their descriptions as to when and where they're hearing the hum. Apparently, it's most prevalent from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. And in addition to that, the victims of the hum say that they hear it more so when there are colder temperatures outside, which is odd because the speed of sound travels faster in warmer temperatures and will slow down in colder temps. So I'm wondering if that plays uh, some kind of factor in this whatsoever. It's just an interesting thing to take note of as to uh, what these people are claiming. Now, in addition to time of day and temperatures, those that are affected by the hum seem to be within a certain radius. So right off the bat, that has me thinking that there has to be something within the area here that is causing this unbearable hum but the problem here is no one knows what the hell it is so right now if you're looking at this and you're hearing the sound you would have to think that there there's either something going on inside the earth some sort of geological activity or something more tangible above ground like maybe a factory or an industrial plant that is creating this dreadful sound so regardless of what's causing the sound, the people of Taos have had enough of it. They could not take anymore, so they took matters into their own hand. They actually petitioned Congress and pleaded with them, please get off your ass, get someone down here to do some testing so we can find out the origins of this hum. So at this point in time, I'm actually going to play a recorded version of the hum. In three, two, hum. Good grief. That's enough of that. I mean, we could see why the people of Taos aren't fooling around. I mean, in all seriousness, Chris, don't you think a sound like that would drive you absolutely fucking mad? Oh, oh, for sure it would. And the worst part about when you start hearing sounds like that, too, is once you know it's there, it's all you're ever going to hear. And it's going to drive you crazy because, first off, if you're expecting it to come at night or something, and it might not even be happening, and you could still be hearing it, you know? Like, you, your, your mind could just be playing tricks on you at that point, where you've now been so used to hearing the sound. And people were saying that you really only could hear it at certain, like you were saying, certain times of the day or certain weather. Obviously, in the middle of the night where it's super quiet and there's, there's you know, less noise on the outside is when you're going to be able to hear it better. But can you imagine being able to hear it enough that, that you, you literally just couldn't go to sleep in the middle of the night? I mean, I would... I would absolutely go nuts. Well, funny you say that because that's exactly what happened to the people of Taos. Those that could hear this hum were starting to lose their mind and they were getting progressively more sick as time went on. And like we said, whether that be in the form of nausea, headaches, irritability, or whatnot. 
And let's not forget the psychological effect that this could have on you. Like you said, if you're kind of expecting this sound to show up between 2 and 4 a.m., your mind's going to start playing tricks on you. Whether or not the sound's actually there, leading up to that time frame, I would imagine that you're going to start to exhibit some form of anxiety. So all joking aside, this truly sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. So I applaud the people of Taos for going to Congress and making them do something about it. So at this point, university researchers get involved and they're able to do a public study in an attempt to find some answers. Chris, at this point, I'm going to ask you, what is it, if anything, that these researchers find out? Well, they uh, came up with the fact that there was indeed some very low-frequency sounds. I mean, uh, what the, and they refer to the people that are hearing the sound as hearers, by the way, very original, that they were hearing frequencies that ranged between 32 and 80 hertz. Now, for those of you not familiar with uh, frequency, that's pretty low. And what they were trying to figure out, I suppose, is whether or not these very, very low sounds could be coming from something which usually causes low sounds, and, and that would be things like power lines. Certainly, if there was a uh, energy plant of some sort nearby, there's definitely explanations that could come from various things that you would find in your average town. But uh, research was finding that while those do make small sounds, it, this was not what people were referring to. They also determined that apparently that the hearers, about an equal share of people who were hearing the sound were male and female. So they discounted the sex of the person. However, they did determine that age was a factor, that more middle-aged people were likely to hear it, which does make sense because at different ages, especially as you get older, you are less likely to be able to hear lower frequencies. So they are finding that a lot of middle-aged people are the ones hearing this low frequency. What did you say? So Chris, I'm loving the fact that this study is referring to middle-aged folks like myself as somewhat uh, on the younger end of the spectrum here because it's stated that a majority of the people that hear the hum are in their 20s all the way up into the middle age. On the opposite end of the spectrum, it's the elderly that are least likely to report hearing the hum. With that said, we have to factor in everything here, whether it be age, gender, or whatnot. But like you said in the beginning of the show, Taos sits roughly 7,000 feet above sea level. So we do know that wind speed increases at higher elevations. So could this hum be nothing more than a strong wind passing through this higher elevation? I mean, <laughs> I have no clue, but we really have to consider everything at this point. Yeah, and that definitely can have a fact. I, and here's the thing, too. I mean, there could be a million factors. When it comes to sounds, you know, your actual location, although you were saying that this was not necessarily a targeted one spot, there, there was, you know, it looks like it was a range of 30 miles that these reports were coming from. But you could think about, yeah, like reverberations. If anyone's ever driving in their car before, you know what happens when you open up one window and it throws off, you know, you get that reverberation sound in the car and you have to open up another window. It's pretty crazy how, you know, how that happens because it, it does, it gets to the point where it like can make your head throb. So perhaps, just perhaps, we're on to something, Chris. Perhaps this is uh, an issue with wind flow through a higher elevation. Chris, could it be something as simple as that? Or is it... Oh boy. Something a little more 
mysterious. And let me uh, bring up the fact that New Mexico is no stranger to UFOs. And uh, signals can be passed by UFOs, perhaps in a very low frequency as a way of communicating. Well, that certainly is an interesting point that you bring up, Chris, because remember a few weeks ago, we covered that case on Dublin, Wisconsin, the town that supposedly never existed. And it was there that we found out that the U.S. Navy had formed quite a few bases there to work on various projects, Project Sanguine or Project Elf, whatever they were calling it, which was a way for them to communicate with submarines via extremely low frequencies. Perhaps we have something like that going on here. That is definitely a possibility, and I think even something that was blamed or at least brought up at some point uh, as to what could cause some of these humming sounds, not just located in Taos, but you know, a, an area in Canada, actually, in Windsor, because that's not far from Michigan, had mentioned that that was actually I mean, perhaps a possibility because of that Project Sanguine or ELF being located over there. But that's the thing, too. I mean, if you're talking about something that is classified or, or something that's under the radar, you can uh, get Congress to get off their ass all you want to do an investigation and study. They're just going to deny it. Well, that's what they do best. Isn't it? Do that again and I'll hold you in contempt! But Chris, speaking of the feds, uh, I'm looking at my little stats here and here's something very interesting about New Mexico. Apparently, the federal government owns 34.72% of New Mexico's total land. Roughly 27 million acres. Now, call me crazy, Chris, but seeing as how the federal government owns over a quarter of the land in New Mexico, it would give them quite a bit of landmass to conduct, what's the word I'm looking for, various experiments, if you catch my drift. I mean, uh, has everyone here heard of Roswell? <laughs> Which is not too far from here, Chris. I'm looking on my map here, and it seems... That Taos is but a mere four and a half hours north of Roswell. So, in all seriousness, this seems like the ideal location to run <laughs> a few federally funded tests. Yeah, and, and New Mexico, that's, that's what happens when you have desert and uh, wide open areas with no not much population, that's a perfect spot to do some testing. Yes, indeed, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit because uh, that's a very plausible explanation as to <laughs> where uh, these sounds might be coming from. But, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, upon researching this, Chris, we found out that this humming sound is not limited to the Taos, New Mexico area. Quite the contrary. There have been reports of humming sounds coming from all over God's green earth. You know, let's get a little more specific. Let me look at my little notes here and I'll read off a couple of places that have also been experiencing the hum. Oh, brother. Now, in addition to the Taos hum, 
these mysterious sounds have been reported all the ways over in the UK, in Scotland, Borneo. Chris, our good friends over in Hawaii have even heard the hum. But apparently that one was attributed to volcanic activity, or so they'd like us to believe. Um, in addition to that, there was the famous Auckland, New Zealand hum that was wreaking havoc on our friends over in New Zealand for quite some time. Uh, also, the hum that you mentioned, the Windsor hum up in Ontario. And as if all that wasn't enough, the hum has even started to affect the people of Indiana. That's right, Chris. If it can happen to the good people of Indiana, it can happen to any of us. Um, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Chris, please stick to the goddamn script. <laughs> well, as I was mentioning before about that Canada case, that in Windsor, Ontario, there was the big, uh, that low droning vibration sound that was happening very close to Detroit. Windsor, Ontario is, is located very close to the States. And so what was happening apparently was there was a U.S. steel mill that they thought was possibly causing the sound. But unfortunately, when Canadian investigators uh, were looking to get some cooperation from the U.S., they did not oblige. So basically what you're saying is, it's rules for thee, but not for me. <laughs> or something like that, Chris. But nonetheless, here we are. We are back in this area where we were discussing <laughs> the town that apparently never existed, Dublin, Wisconsin, and the mysterious happenings that surrounded this non-existent place. Like dealing with the extremely low frequency waves via Project Sanguine. So, uh, I mean, call me crazy, little buddy. I'm starting to <laughs> connect some of the dots here. Yeah, I, I, I would say there there could be something to this. Um, you know, and as I was mentioning earlier, I mean, vibration sounds, low frequency sounds could come from a variety of things, but sometimes where you think it might be coming from is not the actual source. And that's where you start to really scratch your head and wonder what the hell is going on. Well, you know, this is crazy. And this just came out in the news recently. Apparently, scientists have discovered a massive new ocean near the Earth's core. And they believe this ocean to be three times the size of any ocean on the Earth's surface. So, as I was researching this case, I was reading a few comments that people were leaving uh, regarding the hum. And they were saying that because it's heard primarily from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. when it's most quiet outside, could... The people that hear the hum possibly be hearing water flowing from within the earth. Could that be something, Chris? Because, as we know, science is always evolving. And due to that fact, it should always be questioned, regardless of what we've been told the past few years. But nonetheless, Chris, that's why we have voices. We want to understand things. We want to question things. I'm sorry. Excuse me? <laughs> Just trust the goddamn science, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, or or I think you mentioned earlier about you know potential seismic activity. Uh, you know that not sure that would be explained by the certain hours of the night more so only just because it was more quieter then. But there is definitely you know tectonic movement and stuff where plates are you know basically <laughs> plates are basically rubbing up against each other. 
rubbing up against each other indeed. Uh, but, you know, with seismic activity, I'm going to assume that the sounds that that kind of activity generates could be somewhat wide-ranging. I would think that it would lean more towards a rumbling sound or that of a, a loud boom or something, more so than that of a hum, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But with all that said, Chris, why don't you say we get into uh, what we think the strongest possibility is as far as what's actually creating this humming sound, at least the humming sound that's taking place in Taos, New Mexico. So, bud, why don't we just go through some of the theories as to what people think might be happening in Taos, New Mexico, and then we can get into what we think is happening there. And our listeners may be surprised to hear that, (laughs) for once, I don't believe that the U.S. government is involved in this. I mean, it doesn't always have to be that way. It doesn't always have to be a government conspiracy. No, it doesn't have to be, but... Let's be honest, it's more fun to uh, blame it on them. Well, they have the track record. But please, Chris, that's neither here nor there. What I wanted to talk about was what you had brought up earlier in the show. And uh, that's the fact that some people tend to believe that this hum is generated from some form of extraterrestrial activity. What do you think about that? When it comes to sounds, I mean, obviously, look... I want to be realistic here because that's, you know, I'm I'm a realistic person and I want to say that the sounds could be explained by, you know, whether it's a power plant or something, that's something in the area that is causing those sounds. That's what my heart wants to say. Oh, don't be coy with us, Chris. Why don't you just tell us the truth? Your heart is telling you that this is definitely not any kind of extraterrestrial activity. In fact... Your heart may indeed (laughs) be telling you the truth. And I say that because we find out that one of the possible explanations is that of high-grade industrial equipment. Now, if you recall, Chris, I mentioned that the good people out in Indiana were experiencing a very bizarre humming sound. And for some unknown reason, you decided to take out your frustrations on the poor people of Indiana. And I wouldn't stand for it. But nonetheless, there actually was a determination as to what was causing that humming sound out in Kokomo, Indiana. Apparently, the sounds were coming from three air compressor units at the Haines International Airport. Haines? Like the underwear? <laughs> yes, Chris. And apparently, they're leaving their mark. <laughs> So, Chris, this is what I'm telling you, man. You cannot discount anything here. So, yes, that humming sound that was affecting a number of people within the Kokomo, Indiana area was indeed the result of industrial equipment. So, just from this example alone, it definitely lends credibility to the fact that this may indeed be sounds coming from industrial equipment. And maybe, just maybe, due to the higher elevations of Taos, New Mexico, it's been much more difficult to decipher where the actual sound is coming from, if it is coming from an industrial plant. 
And if you think about it too, I mean, obviously I'm the same discussion about if it were government related and how they would just basically say, oh, you know, it came up inconclusive, nothing we could do. If there were some sort of factory or company that's putting big money into the area or creating things that are of great value, they'll just sweep this under the carpet. And when you only have 2% of the population that's hearing the issue, it could easily just be dismissed. You know, they could throw a million excuses for what they're hearing, but as long as it's only affecting a small amount of people, they're not going to make any changes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the more they profit off of it, the more that uh, I assume that they'll attempt to cover it up. But regardless, I mean, if I'm looking at everything, I definitely don't feel that this is extraterrestrial activity, even though we are somewhat close to Roswell and we are in New Mexico. Um, I And like I said, I don't believe that this is uh, any kind of government conspiracy taking place here, uh, not at least not this time. Also, I mean, we talked about tinnitus. I, I think, at least in my opinion, it's rather insulting to suggest to the people of Taos that this may be tinnitus, just due to the mere fact of how many people are falling victim to this hum. Because in the grand scheme of things, is it a huge issue? No. But it is having an adverse effect on the population. Remember, we said that one suicide has actually been attributed to the Taos hum. So, no matter what, this issue needs to be resolved. So, like I said, I mean, just slapping a tinnitus label on this, it, I mean, I can't help but to uh, think that that is somewhat insulting to the good people of Taos. Yeah, I agree. 80 to 100 people hearing this sound, that's too much of a coincidence. Either that or there's something in the water that's causing people to have tinnitus. Um, well, hold but- on, Chris, hold on. I forgot, I forgot to mention this one. Apparently, there was a West Seattle hum where the citizens of Seattle believed that they were kind of experiencing the same situation that the people in Taos were going through. But it, it was later revealed that the humming sound that these people in Seattle heard was coming from a fish. And that was the midshipman fish. Apparently, this little horny bastard was making his mating call so loud that it was affecting the people of Seattle. So there you have it. <laughs> there was indeed something in the water in that case, Chris. Interesting. Interesting indeed. So here we are, bud. I gotta get the hell out of here for the night. So lay it on the line for me. I'm gonna ask you right here and right now, what do you think is causing the Taos? Um... humming that (laughs) i'm gonna go with that it's probably some sort of factory or plant or something that's causing this humming um, due to some of the equipment that they use i think at the hours that it's happening and it's it's consistent with those hours that it makes more sense that it's that it's just something that's happening from some sort of uh yeah from some building or something hmm So, if I hear you correctly, and I think that I do, you, Chris, are letting the U.S. government and any extraterrestrial beings off the hook 
on this one? I think, I think that I am. Yeah. But what says ye? Oh, thank you for asking, Chris. You are getting good, man. Uh, I'm with you on this one. Um, I am just getting the vibe that this is definitely a man-made issue. One that I feel is coming from some industrial complex, some some industrial complex somewhere that perhaps scientists and researchers just have not been able to determine where as of yet. And possibly, I mean, I keep harping on this, but maybe it's due to the higher elevations and the way that the sound is indeed carrying. But what the hell do I know? These are all just guesses, Chris. Because as of today, the mystery of the Taos hum still remains unsolved. So nobody really knows where the hell this thing is coming from. But I will say this, Chris. <laughs> if I ever had to live in a town or city that was subject to experiencing this hum, I don't care what kind of financial investment I had in that location, I would find a way to get the hell out of there. Because there is no doubt in my mind, if I had to be exposed for that sound for too long, I would go absolutely apeshit crazy. If it comes to the point where you realize it's going to be there for the rest of your life, you just got to get the fuck out. Oh, that's absolutely brutal. But yeah, Chris, that's it. That is the case of the Taos hum. And as of today, it's still a mystery because there have been no definitive answers as to where the hum is originating from. And now, moving forward, more places around the world are starting to report these bizarre humming sounds. One was reported in 2021 in Frankfurt, Germany, and in 2022, there was a report of loud, unidentified humming noises in St. Louis, Missouri. So Chris, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before we get hit with it here in the Hudson Valley. Oh, and <laughs> that'll be the last time we ever live here again if that happens <laughs> you could bet your sweet ass on that but that's it chris that is the case of the taos hum oh shit chris before we go i wanted to bring up one thing to you apparently there was a btc celebrity sighting <laughs> do you recall a few weeks ago when you met me at my daughter's softball game yes i do <laughs> well as we were conversing and we were talking for quite some time, and then you took off, it seems that one of our faithful BTC listeners happened to be in the crowd and recognized your voice, Chris. And as I went back to my seat, it was revealed to me that our good friend of the show, Dom Wisniewski, recognized your voice. He had never seen you before, Chris. But he did identify you as Chris from BTC, from your voice and your voice alone. Bud, <laughs> we are getting recognized in public. <laughs> Wait, so they, they knew who you were? Well, yes, they're family friends. <laughs> That's a celebrity side of Chris, please. Please, God. <laughs> but nonetheless, Chris, the BTC army is indeed growing. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but nonetheless, it's growing. So with all that said, why don't you say we give the rundown so we get the hell out of here for the night, Chris? 
you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Between the Cracks Podcast. If you would like to become one of our lovely patrons, please feel free to click on the link in the show notes. So, with all that said, and without any further ado, what do you say we wish the fine, fine people out in podcast land the fondest? Oh. A fair